1: people that aren't afraid to talk i guess (laughs) ladies and gentlemen
0: welcome to the josh and jason monday christian and conspiracy podcast show i am your host josh monday if you don't know me i'm a christian rapper devoted husband father and army veteran and uh today we have a, a a mega show uh some people would call it a round table i would call it a flat table okay so today we have um allegedly dave we have mark sargent and Dave Weiss, all together on one show. So thank you guys so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, this is going to be an amazing, uh, I think, an amazing show. So first off, guys, what I would like to go through is Romans 3, 3 through 4. It says, for what reason, if uh, if some did not believe, shall their unbelief make their faith of God without effect? God forbid. Yeah, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, uh, that thou mightest be justified in the sayings and, and, and mightiest uh, overcome when thou art judged, okay? So let me tell you guys what man says real quick, okay? Man says that there was a big bang uh, in the universe 13.8 billion years ago. And it says 14 or 4.6 billion years ago, the sun formed, 4.5 billion years ago, the earth formed. And uh, it said 60 to 175 millions after that, the moon formed, okay? And and uh, so what does God say? God says on day one, he created the heaven and the earth. Day two, he created the oceans and the firmament. The dry land, day three, the dry land, plants, and vegetation. And day four, he created the moon, sun, and the stars also. So I'm just letting you guys know, besides the fact that nothing was rotating uh, around the earth on, or around the sun on day three, also they're trying to give it to you as if the stars were created first, the sun second, the moon, or the earth, and then the moon. So they even mess it up there, you know. So I challenge you Christians. Uh any, anybody that's into the Bible that want to step on the word 100 or want to be part of the word 100% to just read Genesis 1 through 119 and find out exactly what God was saying there, okay, guys? Day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six, I take it literal, and uh, it will open up your eyes to what we're about to talk about today. So first off, uh, guys, uh, I want to say obviously thank you guys for coming on. I appreciate it, and, uh, and I want to ask you guys— Can you guys come up with like three of your best proofs that that you feel like that that the earth is flat? What is your, what is your like best proofs? Dave Weiss, you could start if if you'd like and we'll go.
1: I mean, the simplest one is water relentlessly seeks the ultimate base level, lays flat, testably, measurably, scientifically, provably flat, large bodies of water. And I mean that, I mean anything bigger than a gallon of water. Don't give me the whole drop nonsense, globies. Um, and that's that's the biggest one. That's the one that got me. In. And then uh, my second one is um, Dave Murphy said it said the Earth was flat. <laughs> I'm like, hey, that guy, he must know something. And then I started listening to Dave.
0: <laughs> okay, cool.
2: So I, I guess I'm the, the Neil deGrasse Tyson of the flat Earth world. Huh?
3: There you go.
0: Well, you, you kind of, yeah, I think you are. When I listen to you, I listen to you on uh, the the movie level. I uh, I immediately was like was was drawn to listening to you and and also uh, Dave Weiss and Mark Sargent. You guys are 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 very intelligent and in this community, you know. So I know some people would probably judge us and say that none of us are um you know intelligent or smart or you know Josh. Crazy. When did you when
1: did you come into flat earth what what brought you in what was the first thing that brought you in sorry to interrupt with my no, my you, question but
0: you can you guys can ask me whatever questions you want because i'm on the biblical side you, you, and i think allegedly dave is a biblical side and mark you you believe it and i think you i, I believe you believe the biblical side as well Dave. but um for me uh it was on episode uh three it was a couple episodes before i had you on i what i did is i just i heard about it a while back but i never actually committed to it but once i open up the bible and i just started going verse by verse in genesis and and then i found out about uh joshua 10 1 and then i found out about uh, Habakkuk where he's talking about the the sun stop um all this stuff was opening my eyes so i think it was episode three uh and then when i had you on obviously you like you stamped it for sure on on the on the secular side and and the bible once the bible says it for me my whole foundation and everything is the Bible. So once I found out the Bible says it, I, I just 100% committed to it. And I would do every single show after that.
1: Well, so let me just throw out one thing, though. Um, before Flat Earth, I disregarded anything that had to do with any sort of creator at all. And Flat Earth showed me there's a creator. Um, when, when now, like my co-host, Matt Long on the Flat Earth podcast, he comes from the Bible side 100%. The Bible is the first thing he mentions and everything. But if you have somebody that's not a Bible believer, how are you going to convince them the earth is flat with the Bible? If they don't believe the Bible, there's nothing you can quote out of there that'll mean anything to them. So I always like to lead with the science because the, the actual science, not the stupid scientism, um, works for all people that have working minds. And then those on the Bible side can back it up with the Bible. I'll throw it back to you guys. Dave?
2: Yeah, well, um, my, my point of view on this is, um, is going from the common sense side of it. Yeah, you can do the science, you can do the biblical thing, but the common sense view is, is obvious enough for everyone, I think. Um, so my, my favourite proof is actually uh, the gyroscope. And um, I, I, you know, I didn't really consider this idea until um, I was actually flying to Macedonia for that uh, Macedonian talk, um, a television appearance. And I had I thought I had to come up with some ideas to, to actually speak on. Um, so I was sitting on the plane and I was thinking, well, OK, in this plane, there's a gyroscope in the artificial horizon. And uh, I thought, well, if the plane is going over the curve of the horizon, then the artificial horizon should actually start rolling backwards. And so I started, I actually asked the pilot, and he said, uh, oh no, we never have to, um, have to adjust the artificial horizon in mid-flight. So yeah, um, so yeah, just, I have to step back on this then. Um, thing about a gyroscope, when you spin a gyroscope, it is what's known as rigid in space. It is, you know, it, it spins around um, and, and wants to stay in its orientation no matter what. It, you know, it doesn't matter where it is on Earth. It doesn't matter the direction of gravity, nothing. It will just stay in its, in its orientation. OK, and it will resist anyone trying to change that orientation. So in the artificial horizon, it's based on a gyroscope. They spin it up just before they take off and get the reference to the local ground, you know, the ground level. Okay, now the plane, as it takes off, it literally, the plane moves around the gyroscope. Okay, so the gyroscope maintains that, that reference to level. So when that plane goes over the curved horizon, it should, again, maintain its, its rigidity in space. Um, and it does. And even the, the globers have to um, acknowledge it because first time they, they started to try and debunk it, the first thing they would say is, oh, but the gyroscope aligns to the center of the earth. And we could disprove it, we disprove that. And um, then I had to come back with pendulous veins and things like that. But um, the gyroscope for me remains the top, you know, um, proof of the flat earth.
0: Nice. Okay. And and Mark Sargent, you have the proofs, uh, you know, in in your video, so I'm sure you have a lot as well.
1: You're muted, Mark.
3: (laughs) Thank you, by the way, for mentioning that before I even said a word. (laughs) I know I your style. I know your Today. style. Thank you. Thank you. I try not to hit the mute button. I sw- and, uh, all right. Anyway, uh, the, the three big ones for me were the, uh, the ones I didn't include. The ones that I learned later uh, first would have been long distance photography because I never mentioned photography in, in the clues. And people just start calling me up. It's like, yeah, dude, I went to the beach and you know started shooting long distance. I'm going, why the hell would you do that? It's like, because water, it's, it's absolutely level all the time. I'm going, it's perfectly flat because I was a big fan of the, uh, the Orlando Ferguson map when I, when I first did this. Uh, the second one, which is my favorite, uh, uh, is gravity versus um, the vacuum of space. I, I love using that example on people because it, it, especially if you have anybody with a science background, because it usually stops them dead in their tracks because they don't they just don't know what to do with it. It's like uh, uh uh next question. And uh last but not least would be the um the Van Allen radiation belts, which I'm going to talk about this week in, in my podcast because when they're preparing Dave you probably saw they're postponing the uh, the Artemis
1: mission. The um <laughs> which is the um uh there was too, too many people watching close up. They had yeah, exactly.
3: To I I seriously don't know how they're <laughs> going to pull that off. But in one of the articles, they actually they were talking about cosmic radiation versus the Van Allen radiation, and they actually said the sa- I'm not kidding you. The quote is the safety of the Van Allen belts. It's like what are you talking about? How did that even happen? Like the the Van Allen belts? Oh no, you're fairly fine there. It's when you get out of there in the cosmic radiation. So anyway, um. Those, those are definitely my big three, and uh, I, I use them whenever can, I can. Sorry, go ahead. Can go I ahead, ask, Dave.
2: Can I ask, um, uh, can you expand on the gravity one? Because I don't think I've heard you talking about Oh, that,
3: sure. Um, you. Well, gravity. okay, maybe you haven't. So gravity versus the, uh, right. the vacuum of space, which is, um, and, and Dave usually does it with a straw and a glass, how you know, gravity is, you, know, you can actually create a little vacuum field, you know, and, and how can you suck soda you know, through a straw? And what I try to remind people is, there's there's lots of things in the movies which are done for dramatic effect, and one of them is is that they absolutely diminish the power of a vacuum. And I know scientists are like there's no such thing as the power of vacuum, you know, where you know you get a hole in the fuselage in a spaceship, and, and you just hear this, you know, it's like oh we only have two minutes of air left. Somebody get something, you know, some chewing gum to to stick in the hole, and, and you stick their thumb in the hole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I try to remind people, look, look, you don't have to be in space to do this. We've got, you know, between submarines and um, uh, deep, deep wells, oil, you know, rigs, there's some pressure environments, we've had some horrible accidents in the past, and people don't get that it's absolutely instantaneous, absolutely instantaneous, the when, when, you know, the vacuum versus non vacuum, it's there's no there's no middle ground there. And uh, I I encourage people to look up. There's a a wonderful video. I don't know why the Germans do this uh, called vacuum versus a steel rail car where they apply a vacuum to the inside of a steel, not aluminum rail car. And it absolutely crushes it instantaneously. Anyway, the point is, is that if you had a vacuum chamber above you uh, in your second floor of your your building with a valve and you pop that valve, what would happen to be instantaneous that it would equalize? Right? it'd be. You know, in fact, you might even be sucked up. Your head might get stuck up there. But it'd be really violent and very instantaneous. And the, the vacuum would do it every single time. And I go, okay, when you go outside, what happens? I go, why, why is our atmosphere still here? And uh, every single time, every single time, uh, the knee-jerk response says, well, it's, it's gravity. It's gravity. I go, you mean the same gravity that couldn't keep the air in your living room from going upstairs The that gravity? right there and i've even had people a physicist once say they they wanted to say it. it is like well there's more i go more gravity meaning different gravity oh yeah there's a steel rail car right there it's absolutely brutal you know the every space space show in hollywood ever would be uh would be you know cut short because everyone would die you know, at the, end, at the end of Aliens, I feel bad because Aliens is one of my favorite sci-fi movies ever, which Sigourney Weaver is climbing the ladder and she's exposed to space. Right. And, and it's taking, you know, a, like a full minute to get empty air out of that bay. I'm going, no. I, and, you know, I would I bought it. Sure. Why not? So. So, yeah, that's that's the, that's my favorite. And it takes a little while to explain to people, but they get it. And, and I've asked every single time, you know, throw it at scientists. They, they, I go, what happens at the bleeding edge of space?
1: Mark, you, you have the, you have the challenge out there to go in and wearing a, a space suit into a vacuum chamber oh, with yeah, yeah, another yeah. astronaut. Yeah. And here's the thing. We all know Globers, Flat Earthers, kindergartners know that if you put something in a you know, high pressure, like a bottle into a low pressure thing, it will expand if not explode. Okay. Get a Poland spring bottle and, you know, fill it up, um, close it. Um, While you're on the ground and then just go up on an airplane where you barely even notice the slight difference in pressure and then you open it and then then close it up there when you land it'll crush on the way down. And that's in a pressurized cabin imagine if they depressurize the cabin. Okay, so astronauts are out there wearing their friggin snowboarding suits with their zippers and their laces and and soft material, and it doesn't explode it doesn't expand and and no one will address this on the other side they will ignore it or they'll they'll go well it's less than one atmosphere i don't care if it's a tenth of an atmosphere it's going to explode in a low pressure environment yeah okay yeah and yeah. and then you know and then the other thing is just to expand on what you're saying before is they say there's a pressure gradient it gets lighter and lighter and lighter thinner and thinner and thinner until yeah, out there's little, and then there's a vacuum of space that's not how it works.
3: No, no. And <laughs> let, let me let me cover that really quick, because some people will say, oh, yeah, by the time you get to space, it's this trickle trickle thing. Right. And yeah. I talked to a number of scientists that have said that it's like, oh, there's just so little pressure difference there. And I'm going, that's not how it works. I go. My example is take any box, any cardboard box, put some packing popcorn in it. Pick, you know, a little bit of tape on the bottom, pick it up. No problem whatsoever okay put the box back down put a whole bunch of heavy books on the top of that packing popcorn then pick it up what happens the books just punch through you know and, and you got packing popcorn a big mess everywhere why it, why is that important i go because vacuum doesn't care about just the little particles at the edge if you believe they they're going to go after everything if there's a pressure difference all the way to the ground in fact once it got to the ground they would take the oceans with it because oceans boil it, at at uh, at uh, room temperature so yeah, it's again, oh, most- oh, okay. Uh, I was just gonna
2: sorry, one more, one more oh, you're point. At it. Go ahead. Uh, For sure. Yeah, Dave, Dave mentioned it um, about the uh, spacesuit. Um, so I was taking a close look at Neil Armstrong's spacesuit. Yeah. And uh, if you look at if you look, there's a there's like a codpiece that's uh, you know attached down there in the, the groin area. Okay, attached with two poppers essentially. And I was wondering what the hell that was. Now, if you go and look at the um, Neil Armstrong spacesuit that's hanging in the museum, you'll see that the, it doesn't have that cod piece. That cod piece was removed. Underneath the cod piece is a zip. <laughs> it's a zip for them to to be able to go.
3: <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, the, 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 the spacesuit has always worked because and i've asked people outside the country in america i I don't i i get it's different but outside the country it's like why did you believe the americans went to the moon it's like because it was on television
0: yeah of course um okay so quick question for you mark so uh, do you believe in the Van Allen radiation belts, even even with the with the flat Earth, or or were you just mentioning it to, be, uh, to go against them going to the moon, or do?
1: You
3: oh no, you well no, 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 I mentioned I mentioned the Van Allen radiation belts because that was their answer to stop, try to deter people from going up. Yeah, which is you tell people you know in 1959 <laughs> you say oh yeah there's this horrible horrible deadly van up, you know belt of radiation up there that's thousands of miles thick and then Kennedy screwed the whole thing up the very next year where he goes you know we choose to go to the moon and this decay and do the other thing it's like come on and and then they had to go back to Van Allen and they say okay how are you gonna get past it you know your 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 discovery and his answer literally was well we're we're gonna go really really fast
0: <laughs> okay. Wow. Do we all believe that there's a firmament up there, uh, all three of us, uh, or is that still open for interpretation for some of you?
3: I believe there's a barrier, but that's for me. Dave. Hey, hey.
2: Oh, I, I, I <laughs> absolutely believe. I absolutely believe we're, um, there is a, a barrier, a firmament. Um, I believe we're in a a, a bubble of three three D space and time. Yeah, space and, and- time exist here. There's a lot of
1: flat earthers that say, "Yeah, there has to be dome because you can't have um, zero pressure next to pressure." I don't believe the space is zero pressure. Oh, there! I don't think any of us do. So, but there is some sort of dome. What's it made out of? We can talk about that all day. Glass, ice, pressure—you know—who knows what it is? Um, But I believe, and I, I say that with believe because uh, we don't have, you know, rock solid proof, but I think there is a preponderance of evidence.
0: Yeah. Okay. So can I ask you, do you guys, okay. So in the Bible uh, in Ezekiel in Isaiah um, uh, in a few spots, it talks about God's throne being above the firmament, right? So <clears throat> it's kind of crazy because what, uh, what some people would believe is that the firmament must be outside of the universe. So we have, if you talk about the globe model, then what's happening is the globe would be here. And if God's throne is above the firmament and it's outside of uh, the universe, then what's happening with the universe? They say it's ever expanding. So what would be happening is exactly what science is doing. Uh, It's going to be going further and further and further away from you. uh, And that's what science is doing. They're bringing you further and further, further away from God. So I think it's important to, to note that where do i don't know where non are not non-christians i don't know where christians that believe in the globe would place the firmament uh allegedly dave do you believe that god's throne is above the firmament
2: um okay as i said i i, I actually believe that we're in a bubble of 3d space and time uh-huh. yeah so there is no outside of here because that would be more 3d space and time yeah so um it's it's not it's not a physical realm where the most high exists you know, because we are we are a part of the mind of the most high, essentially. So he created this realm of 3D space and time, but we, we exist in it. The most high is everything, yeah? And I, I would call the most high the electromagnetic spectrum. Yeah, it, it goes off infinitely one way and infinitely off the other way. And we are just a, a little sort of sliver, sliver of 3D space of time. So, yeah. So, Sorry.
0: Is, is God, so God would be outside of space and time, which everybody does believe that, that's Christian, Jewish, everybody does. What about his angels? Because he does have a court in the Bible, like in First Kings, where he's actually speaking to uh, something called the Divine Council. So now that's going to be angels, and, and it seems like spirits that he's talking to, and he's asking one of them to go down. And speak to a king, and he asked him, What are you gonna be? He said, A lying spirit. So, what, I'm, what I like to ask people that believe in the Bible and believe in the flat earth now, there has to be a court there with angels. Now, if the devil was outside of space and time, then he would be able to know, you know, the future, the past, and everything. Everybody says, Well, the devil's not outside of space and time. Okay, well, are his angels outside of space and time? So, what I believe personally is that there's a physical location. Now, God can be outside of space and time, but his angels. I don't believe can be because there's some that are locked in a bottomless pit which is which is said in in the bible which are physically they, locked in a pit but um i just they do
2: that, take on human form though that's they the do they hebrews 13 on one, for sure and in lot.
0: yes they they can so yeah
2: they can exist they, they exist in a spiritually spiritual realm um, and yeah. that's know we we don't have words for it because we are 3d space and time creatures yes but the realm beyond this they exist there but they can take on a form of uh, a human physical um so yeah
0: okay all right that's that's interesting uh and uh let me ask you guys uh uh dave weiss and mark Sargent, if uh if you believe (coughs) in heaven uh where would you think heaven would be located
1: that's an interesting question um i think that heaven would be a non-physical um layer somewhere within this realm or above this realm okay um that's kind of how i envision it i i that that's how that's how i envision it just jumping back to um God being at the, at the throne, at the center of the earth. This is just a funny observation. I'm not saying I believe it. But you know how when we hear depictions of God speaking, it's this almighty echoing voice. It's like, you know, how, how, how you hear it all the time. I, did a, I just made a video a couple days ago about um, how thunder sounds in a dome. And uh, these guys went into this big dome and they went into the middle and they started talking and they sounded like God almighty, you know, the the sound. So if God was going to present himself where everyone on earth could see, he'd be up high in the center and his voice would sound, it would reverberate everywhere. Yeah. So it was very, it just, I kind of liked it. You know, don't know what it means.
0: <laughs> I Yeah. Um, so you know, in the new testament uh when jesus is baptized uh god is speaking right he says that this is my son that i'm well pleased right um so it sounds like he's you know a lot closer than people say um if it was and also like uh ezekiel and paul both went to, went, went to heaven in the bible ezekiel says that he went up and and above the firmament he saw god's throne and then paul was talking about um going to the third heaven which would be you know god's throne he doesn't mention anything about traveling you know through through galaxies and 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 going past suns and all these different galaxies to get there you know because obviously his firmament would be outside of the moon sun and the stars because that's what he said he put the firmament right so i just think it's pretty interesting but um there's some proofs i, I, do I just believe, have to man. correct
2: i just have to correct you a bit it actually yes. says it doesn't say the most high spoke it says a voice yeah, I did a, vo- a booming voice. It didn't say as much as high. Okay, just just thought so i okay. correct that. Sorry.
0: It's okay, no problem. So yeah, I think it's interesting. Now, if there was a hell, um, I know this is off the subject of wh- if there was a hell. Uh, if you do believe in hell, uh, where would you guys believe that hell was located? I, I believe the the Bible is pretty clear that hell is located in the earth below us. Where How do you about- guys think hell would be located?
1: Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs>
2: i would have said new jersey but
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay do you guys believe in hell just just asking yeah i do
3: i I think it's an i think it's another dimension though another frequency
2: cool all right cool no as far as as i'm concerned the book doesn't talk it doesn't um include a heaven or a hell heaven Ah. is actually here Right, you know, in that, if you call that a concept, the concept of heaven, it's actually here. Um, and for for he, for us, hell, there is no hell as such.
1: Um, again, except even, a you know, living hell, except your own <laughs> living, except your own living hell. So that's what I'm saying. When 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 I think about how people are doing. They for not being new agey, I think we vibrate at a certain frequency, we we vibrate at a certain level, the higher you vibrate, the more in sync you are with this world. And so you're vibrating at a higher, lighter frequency, that could be considered heaven. And when you're in hell, you're vibrating at a low, fearful frequency. um, And you're attracting all of that garbage that comes with that vibration. Um, And so, you know, the, the the saying birds of a feather flock together well people of high vibration attract people with high vibration
0: okay all right interesting all right so let's get back to the uh to the flat earth part so okay do you think when they said that 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 the earth is an oblique spheroid or pear shape was damage control because the flat earthers started breaking down that when it when the, in it's actual like curvature do you think it's that was the, damage it, control
1: it's all damage control yeah,
0: yeah. okay because <laughs> of what you guys are doing right i mean that the the i i well, believe.
3: What do you think? To, to be fair to, to Neil Tyson, I believe, and someone will have to look this up, I believe the whole pear-shaped oblate spheroid thing was, was, uh, was before us, I think. But, I think so also. Because I don't think he would have said it once we came along. Okay. Because every,
1: because every photo that's ever taken yeah. of Earth is almost pixel-perfect spheroid. And the argument is you wouldn't notice a 14-mile-high bump You know, with the Earth being an oblate spheroid, if you shrank it down to the size of a pool ball, he said it would be smoother than than the cue ball. Yeah. Okay. With Mount Everest and everything on there, okay, which is just a bunch of nonsense. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Again,
3: why would you? But why would you ever say parachute? You wouldn't. In fact, if that was the case, yeah, that's when you start doing the damage control because. Pear shaped. He should have he should have had a writer at the end of that where he was like, Well, it's pear-shaped, but it's imperceptible. It's like, well, then why would you why would you call it pear-shaped? <laughs> Go ahead, Dave.
2: Well, he had to, he has to say it's pear-shaped because um, you know, the distances in a southern hemisphere, right? There's more land, there's more area in the southern mm. hemisphere. There is no physics, there is no actual physics for the earth being a pear-shaped, because you know, um, the the, the forces that he was talking about you know the spinning earth molten and everything would act you know on the whole earth and it would be you know a a sphere maybe a great sphere but there's no physics for a pear shape Mm. but he had to say that because there's more there's more area in the southern hemisphere so that has to account for it
1: josh another uh, speaking of southern hemisphere another one of my my favorite ones is plane flight so we all know how you know, southern flights make these ridiculous jaunts cutting across. So I asked people if on a globe, if you wanted to go from any northern airport to any other northern airport, any combination, anywhere in the northern hemisphere, would you ever cross the equator? And most people actually are able to think it out and go, well, no, right? Because no matter where you are in the northern hemisphere, get a globe and get, you know, pick any two spots in the northern hemisphere and draw a flight path, you never go below the equator. And they say no, and I go, you're right. No northern flights ever cross below the equator. Well, southern would be the same thing. Any two southern locations, you would never go above, but as we know, many, many do, okay? That's really good. When did you come up with that? Um, <laughs> a couple of months ago. That was good. <laughs> yeah, was but really, really good. <laughs> thank you. Um, we, you know, we all stem off of each other. I don't claim, I, you know, whether... I don't even know where it came from, but by, by everybody <laughs> listening to everybody else, I, I don't want any credit for anything. Hey, everyone take everything and run with it, run with it. Like if I hear you say something good, I'm taking it and I'm running with it. Right. And if I forget to credit you, that's because I forgot to credit you. Okay. Dave, Dave but, not on purpose. but, but think about it though, that, that, uh, that is powerful.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And the other, and the other thing is along with that, Um, you know, the Glovers go, well, you know, these people, they had to go here to drop off passengers and pick up more passengers. There's plenty of passengers that want to go from here to Peru or wherever that's going. Okay. There that that's the dumbest, dumbest thing ever. But the one that really gets me is, um, is the emergency landings that Eddie, um, Eddie, Eddie documented, right? Every one of them, they went, they went like a thousand miles out of the way and they got there in 15 minutes. People aren't addressing that. Like there's an emergency let's fly a thousand miles over here, you know? Yeah. No. And then they're all on the path, okay? The emergency landings is a killer proof. That's why I kind of try to mention it in every interview I do.
2: Oh, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Um, all um, right. Um, I do, and um, what's quite funny as well is um, when um, Max Egan went to uh, disprove, you know, the, uh, you know, this idea of Southern flight plans uh, by flying direct, from australia to south america i think um he live streamed the whole thing okay um he also had a compass with him and he noticed you know because he was he was was trying to disprove us and say you know i'm doing i'm flying a direct flight you know um and just to prove you wrong but his compass disagreed with the aircraft's compass and for most of the flight for some of the flight he agreed but for most of that flight, it was, it was off. And so I, you know, it's pretty sure, pretty sure. I'm pretty sure is um, they took off, caught the, the Southern jet stream, you know, whizzed round the Southern jet stream and then um, went back on course. And, um, you know, to their Dave,
1: Rob Skiba actually took Max's headings and marked them on a flight path from where he took off to Australia and they made perfect sense. Here he's going oh. northwest, 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 and then for a very short period of time he was going west because we know that you can't fly straight and go going to west. And then it went southwest, southwest, south, and it oh. lined up perfectly. It that's just a coincidence though, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's just a coincidence. So, so that and 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 Dave, if he also did take a, a faster sweeping path with the jet streams, he would get the you get the same readings. It would be yeah, the yeah, same. It would be the same thing, but it works yeah. perfectly on a flat Earth, and I thought that was was killer right there. That's
2: amazing. I did yeah. see that. That's amazing. And yeah. rest
0: in peace to Rob Skiba too, man. Yeah, he did,
3: did some amazing
0: yeah. work and got you know got his. Oh, his work will live on. There. I know he's, he's up got there. A lot for of sure. it out there. Um. Okay. So, uh, can you guys give any advice uh, approaching somebody that is just? indoctrinated to all heck i mean i have some run away (laughs) away. (laughs) any advice like to open up the door to where you're not just like you know because obviously you go into a bar and you just say hey the earth is flat you're gonna have to you'll be fighting so any way like to to break that barrier like like i'm talking about gently i'm not talking about like flat smacking them what's a good way to open that door so that we could speak to people in a in a professional and, and and courteous manner moon mission yeah,
3: moon mission especially in the united states because there's so much you know wave the flag go team uh awesome. the the moon mission is a great uh litmus test to f- see if where they are i i, I think dave weiss has has done this a few times you,
1: I'm, a, I'm afraid to ask early in an interview because if they say they believe we went to the moon i'm just like i, I don't even know where to go from there so sometimes <laughs> yeah. i just pretend that they know we didn't go to the moon but yeah it's a good one
3: yeah, I mean, because you can, you can, you can stick, you can hammer on the moon missions for a while with people and that'll get them somewhere. And I've even had people come, but even that has a limited effect because the, if they believe in the moon mission, they really, really believe just in the space program at large. And I've had people, I'm not kidding you, where they've said, okay, fine, you know, fine. Apollo is a piece of junk. We, you know, never met to the moon, but you can't tell me that the space station is fake. I was like, what? (laughs) And Uh, Seriously, they're just holding on with their fingernails to the the space program.
0: All you have to do do with the space station personally for me is when they tell you that it's orbiting at 17,500 miles an hour and then the Earth is spinning at 1,000 miles an hour and then we're rotating around the sun at 66,600 miles an hour. Do people realize how insane that you'd have to be to jump into that? And like you guys talked about, the vacuum of space and asteroids and meteors and all these different – and there's so many complications to that. I, I personally just feel and then Dave you had a allegedly Dave had an amazing. Uh, I think it was you that where you talked about how many satellites are in space and every time they have pictures of the ISS going around like the earth, you're not seeing any satellites whatsoever. So I think it's
2: there's also the, you know, the idea, because the idea of orbiting came out from um, Newton's cannon, a, a thought experiment Newton had. Yeah. So literally the, uh, the 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 iss is falling to the earth but missing it that's right. the idea so it's, it's falling around the earth but the point is that it's it's now they've turned off another effect that would always happen if you know in that case the the centri- centrifugal force yeah so if you've got a, a bucket with water in it and you start spinning it around your head yeah right um the water is stuck to the 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 bottom of the, the bottom of the bucket yeah as it's spinning around yeah those those um those astronauts should have been a red smear on the outside wall of the uh, <laughs> of, of the iss yeah? Yeah. <laughs> or at least stuck to that wall as it's spinning around but no 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 they're falling they're not spinning at seventeen thousand miles an hour yeah they're falling no it's, it's rubbish it, it goes against you know if they believe one side of their model they have to disprove the other side of their model.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Dave,
0: you're, you're muted, Dave. I think you want to talk. Uh,
1: yeah, Mark, you're supposed to help me with that. Um, the, they have the ones that are, you know, that, we, that are supposedly moving o- o- around the land and, you know, faster than the Earth is moving. Those are closer, moving faster. And then there's a certain distance where <clears throat> the drop would be exactly the same as the rotation of the Earth. And that's a geostationary satellite. <clears throat> there's only a certain amount of space that that works in. And then we have, somehow we have the uh, epic deceiver, I think is out there. And now the James Webb telescope, which is at a Lagrange point, okay? A Lagrange (laughs) point. Lagrange point is the point where the earth's gravity and the sun's gravity are neutralized by each other. So you can park a satellite there, okay? (laughs) And even though the earth is spinning and orbiting and chasing the sun, It could stay in that Lagrange point beautifully, and we can turn that satellite to focus. I mean, that telescope to focus on distant, distant, distant galaxies. You know, where we can do time lapse, which means that it's not moving. Okay, right? Time lapse, right? I watched. I've been trying to find it. There was a Nova show long before I was a flat earther about these giant telescopes doing. uh, It was about the deep field image. Right, you know, the deep field image shows all the, you know, it was for focusing on a spe- piece of the sky the size of a, of a piece of rice. And we zoomed in and we saw 100 million galaxies, okay, or whatever the number is, right? And it was doing a time lapse where this giant telescope, the, the person, it was a long exposure, and the operator had to wear socks because he, he had to walk carefully not to shake the cement pad that it was on because the slightest vibration could ruin the image, Right are they forgetting that we're spinning at a thousand miles an hour orbiting at 66,000 miles an hour right. chasing the sun at half a million miles an hour. Okay. Are they forgetting about that motion? And now you put a satellite in space. This thing is moving m- mimicking all of that stuff and moving in its own speed just to keep up with the spin of the earth. Okay. This, this is so ridiculous that most people just short circuit and go, well, I, you know, I'm not a scientist. Uh, you there know, that somebody with the math figured it out, yeah. you know, Absolute, incomplete, and total nonsense. And the other thing is, did you watch the? Oh, that's not what I want to show. Did you watch um, the 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 launch of the of the James Webb? It went up, and of course they're showing the curve of the Earth. And then when the telescope launched out, first we're losing, we lost image, right? Like we're just above the Earth, <clears throat> and the the, tel- the the signal is all glitching out. Right, so this thing moves away, and then it starts to deploy the wings of the telescope right here above Earth. Are they forgetting that this thing now has to travel a million miles away and go park itself at Lagrange Point Two, L <laughs> two, if you will? Okay, <laughs> look at this thing. This is this is like they're like, oh, let's get an old Timex watch, strap it to a salt box, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll make some flashes, right? And uh, and then we'll deploy it. This thing has to go park itself. No one talks about how it's going to move a million miles from here and park itself.
0: Yeah, James E. Webb is also a thirty-three degree Freemason, so you know they're they're obviously paying homage to that as well. That, that, up there. that yeah.
1: flickering distortion—that's a nice new trick. Yeah, look, 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 and it's deploying right here. It's deploying the the arm. No, that's the watch band. Look at it. It's a friggin' <laughs> watch band. Okay. This is what they showed us. This is live. Okay. Wow. But we got the curvature of the earth there. And anyone notice, um, you know, on, uh, all of these fake missions where, you know, we're sending captain Kirk up there and everything, everyone's like, Oh, I saw the curvature of the earth, saw the curvature of the earth. They all say, saw the curvature. I know you've seen that, but when Felix did it from the space jump, you can tell he's lying because he screwed up. He goes, Oh, you can see the cu-. He couldn't say curvature.
0: Right? Because right. he
1: was because because he, he was lying. Listen to what he says. He screws up the word curvature.
0: <laughs> curvative.
1: Yeah, what did he say? What he said curvative. Curvative, yeah. <laughs> because that's when he was lying. Is but he couldn't, he's not a good liar.
0: And then damage control yeah. on that as well. You know, Neil Tyson Degrassi has to come in, do damage control. Well, he had a fisheye lens, uh, you can't see it from that high. They just want you to have to literally be us, an actual astronaut to see the the, the curvature, it's that, which is we're not gonna ever reach, right? Unless I mean, as as far as like us, maybe you guys will. I don't know. It would be nice if they if they uh, would try to prove it wrong, but they act like they don't need to and just oh, you know, they brush you guys aside. You know, these they'll never debate you. I know that they wouldn't. De- I don't think would, that Neil Tyson, the would debate uh no, well he, he, doesn't, do, he doesn't
1: he doesn't have do time debate. for us he doesn't have time there's no time for talking to flat earthers Obama told us that
2: yeah <laughs> well I don't know I sent um a, an open letter
1: to Neil deGrasse. Tyson I, maybe that's a great one
2: five years ago yeah and um I not only did I send him two physical letters that is you know her work address well two of his work addresses I put it on on all social media
1: I, it was mirrored on 50 so- channels and sent them, yeah. him mm.
2: so he couldn't have ignored it yeah
1: yeah
2: <laughs>
0: no. um okay so let me ask you guys this how old do you believe the earth is dave weiss you can answer mark well i'm, I'm the mean?
1: least qualified to answer this but every <laughs> everything to me says you know just a few thousand years
0: younger okay and mark, younger what do you think mark
3: uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think it's younger, but I do believe that uh, of um, in other civilizations that were that were doing things before us. So, okay. do I think it, do I think it's old? Yeah, do I think our civilization only goes back you know five thousand years unbroken history? Or two hundred years? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, be, <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother thing. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I don't do I think it's billions of years old. No, no. I think it's uh,
2: it's many thousands of years old um i i actually got inspired by um Iwar Anon's video the lost history of flat earth um and so I, I believe in the greater earth and uh you know our earth is just a puddle um in that greater earth and that puddle is moving around the greater earth so um we know uh, the continents we know of today um well they may not be here in a thousand years, they'll get covered in ice, and a new set of continents will be uncovered. Oh, uh, and those continents have buildings on them from the previous civilizations who lived
1: there.
0: Yeah, like Tartaria, D- type stuff. All right,
1: Dave. Do you, um, what was I going to ask you? It was um. Oh yeah. So I like that concept. Also, what about beyond the shoreline of that greater pond? Do you think that there's other ponds?
2: I I actually think that's where the uh, the the dome the actual dome goes over it goes over the greater Earth, right? and uh, you know um, when you go to Antarctica out uh, one particular direction that's where you hit the thirteen thousand foot you know uh, expand, extent of that dome. Does that make sense?
0: That makes sense for sure.
1: Um so- so just just a fun thing to, you know, and again, anything beyond the shoreline of Antarctica, we're just kind of theorizing here. We're, we're looking around. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so one, one concept is, you know, we live here and, and this is our, our pond, right? Um, but then there's a greater earth, which you are talking about, where is it? This. So we live here in this, in the And then this moves around, right? Our mm-hmm. North Pole follows this circle and our sun follows the North Pole. And so in 12,000 years from now, our world will be over here and this will be an ice age. And, you know, and people migrate with the, you know, civilizations migrate. They don't just stay back and freeze to death. Some of them might. Um, That's interesting. But I love thinking about this. Like if we lived here, like we live here and just a couple thousand miles away, 10, 20, 50, 100,000 miles away, there's another pond. Another pond, another pond, another pond, another pond, right? And these are the planetes, the pieces of the plane. A a planet, planete, is a piece of the plane. So these could be the other planets. Now, whether this is true or not doesn't matter. This is scientifically possible. Mm -hmm. Outer space is scientifically impossible. (laughs) we want the right to go explore we want to get airships back we want to go explore these places and uh you know not be held in this uh heliocentric prison
0: um that's very interesting um uh so also i want to ask you um you came up with the app the the flat earth uh uh Sun can't remember the name flat earth dave.com. Da,
1: Just go there. <laughs> no, 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 flat earth
0: soon. Uh, sun, moon, and zodiac clock app. Okay, so yeah, how fast do you guys believe in this flat earth model that the sun and the moon are moving? You know, how fast do you believe they are moving?
1: Um, I can answer you. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Go ahead. <laughs> so, how fast is it moving? I think the sun. Uh, for me, when I watch the sun rise on the, on the horizon and set on the horizon, I believe that that sun that I see is traveling less than 200 miles during that day, okay? <clears throat> so divide that out by the length of the day, and that's how fast the sun is moving for me. Oh. But I don't believe that the sun that I see is a physical sun. I believe it is a reflection or projection of the actual sun, Right? So let me let me show you what I mean by that. And I don't know, Mark, if you've seen this and Dave, maybe you haven't. Hmm. Um, if I can remember how to spell and where O is, I could find it. Um, where is my, it's gone. Um, somebody fill in for me for a second. Sorry about that guys. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> where the hell did it go? I lost my, oh, here it is. Got it, sorry. Um, <laughs> So right here I have, this is called my sky sheet. It's the sky. It's where it's become opaque. It's just a sheet. And I have 10 feet on the other side, I have a light. It's actually a square light, but it looks like a round sun. Okay. Now Paige is off to my left. I say, where do you see the sun? And she points to the sheet. From her point of view, she sees the sun right there. If I drew a circle on the sheet, that's where she sees it. Well, I see it over here at the same time. Okay, so if we tried to triangulate where we see the sun, well, I know the distance to her and I know, you know, it won't work because we're looking at two different points. And I believe that's how we all see the sun in our inside our personal atmospheric dome, if you will. So the actual sun, well, if it's a physical thing moving around, is it going, you know, on the equinox 24,000 miles an hour? I don't know. Right. But the the uh, the the um. It depends on where the source sun is. So here, the example I give is <clears throat> get a flashlight and point it on the floor, three feet in front of you, and then spin around at a rotation of one rotation per minute. So then you just drew in a minute time, a six foot diameter circle. Now, all you do is just change the angle of that sun a tiny little bit. So it's pointing six feet away and spin around at the same rate. That Source did not change speed, but I just drew a 12-foot circle. Okay. Okay? Yeah, that's good. So is the sun even moving from its original place or is it just focusing its energy? Whatever it is, it's probably uh, not a very respectful word uh, for what it is. It's way more than that. It's everything. Um, You know, that's, that's how... I envision we see the sun and and there's lots of experiments that you can do that like, Hey, that matches up with reality. Like you've, you've seen my, uh, my eclipse, Dave and Mark, where the, the moon goes behind the sun. Have you seen it, Dave? You're you're rolling your eyes. No, I haven't seen that one. Let me uh, excuse me, clear my throat here. Let me, uh, let me show you. So if I go to the eclipses section and I go to this puppy right here. So, so here is, here's my, whoops. You can't see that yet. Hold on.
0: <laughs>
1: oops, I have to go back. Sorry about that.
0: No problem. Where no
1: problem. is it? All right. So here is, here is my um, fake sun and the real sun. So I filmed the eclipse. And this is the real eclipse, and this is my simulated eclipse. I have a paper towel that represents the sky, and I have a light behind it, and I'm eclipsing the light with a circular object. Um, we'll call it a snapple cap, if you will. Okay, so it's a snapple cap. Isn't it's it? a snapple cap. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. So, so here's here's a film. Uh, somebody was filming the eclipse. Now, the, the eclipse is like 85% here, but it's blowing out the lens, so you can't tell it. The eclipse is about the same amount as this. Right. You have these two objects right here. Now, one of them is moving around with the camera. So that's obviously a lens flare. But why isn't this other one moving? What is this? It's not a lens flare. OK. And it's the same amount eclipsed as the sun is. You can't tell because it's just too bright to see. But that's how much it is. So I say that's the projector outside or within the firmament. OK, so we'll jump forward here a little bit. Um, so here's my paper towel sky and I'll show you how I do it right here. And so no one's ever seen the sun approach eclipse or leave. So you don't see it. You just see the eclipse. You don't see what's going on behind the sky. Right? So you don't see the, what's eclipsing. You just see it on the eclipsing it. It's moving away. And you don't see it at all. Nothing you can do. will let you see it. So then I thought, Hey, what if, the sky was a little more transparent than that. I believe that that projector is always there, but you can't see it because the sun is too bright. But during an eclipse, under the right conditions, we're able to see it. So here it is again. I'm doing it again. Look, there's the projector right there. That's the projector I could see through to the projector behind the screen. And compare it. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same.
0: Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, uh, well, that's
2: uh, no Nobel Prize-winning
1: stuff. Yeah, there. that's good stuff.
0: Yeah. What?
1: Well, okay. But but wait, wait, just let me let me finish.
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't have
1: proof that that's how it works. Gun to my head, that's how it works. Okay, <laughs> that's my bet. That's my bet right there. All right, and uh, and it, it appears that that's how we're seeing everything. Where everyone, you know, when you're driving the car and you go, "Mom, the moon's following us." And then they go. No, you're not, you dummy. Well, she was wrong. It is following you. They all follow you as you move. Uh, all right, there you go. Believe
0: that the. Okay, so do you believe that the sun and the moon are in the firmament or outside the firmament? In that and that thing you just did right now, right now.
1: I, I, I so that so in or within the, is that that could be the same thing. <clears throat> it may be above the limits of the firmament, but does that put it, is the firmament paper thin? No. Maybe the firmament's millions of miles, hundreds of miles, tens of miles. Maybe it's within what we call the firmament. Okay. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Just curious.
1: I don't know. What does the Bible say?
0: Well, the Bible says that (laughs) the moon, sun, and the stars are in the firmament.
1: What does that mean? Does that mean under it or in it? Well,
0: in is like in the beginning, God created the heavens (laughs) and the earth. So a lot of people believe that it's under it.
1: Uh, well but couldn't in be it like let's say you had a snow globe and the glass on the snow globe was uh, was was a foot thick and you had a marble in there is it if it's in the glass or below the glass which one is in
0: yeah i i believe people i mean i i believe people interpret it as it being within the firmament or under the firmament in the actual firmament. but dave go ahead
2: i i was i was actually speaking about this very thing a little while ago about um i was talking about um that before you get to the firmament, right? There is a there is a barrier of some kind, about seventy-five miles up. Okay, because of the uh, the um, uh, was it go fast rocket that they shot up and it was spinning and going up and it it hit something and fell back to earth, and then all of the um, Apollo and the space shuttle um, rockets of all they all arc under seventy. 70 miles okay so that barrier of some kind that barrier that stops us getting to the sun or to the moon yeah um maybe that is the projection medium that, that david's talking about exactly that, mm-hmm. that that barrier that's stopping us from going and i believe there's a barrier as well at the bottom of the sea it means stopping you going too far down as well right of um, mike DeGruy and his uh, mini sub Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I don't know if you guys have seen that yep. okay. the, super, sure. the super
3: sailing lake within a, within an ocean yeah.
2: that's what he calls it but you know again just like the go fast rocket bounced off whatever barrier there he bounced off whatever layer was down there yep. I think seen, there's a barrier like- to stop us going Jazz, let me throw around. something
1: in um, uh, Dave I don't know if you saw about a year ago or give or take um, I had a guy reach out to me he said he was from NASA I'm like, okay. And so we were emailing back and forth and he was coming off seconds. You know, I don't have any proof of who he is or where he is, but the things he was saying was were really lining up that he was with NASA. He figured out the earth is flat. And um, he said that, that um, I, so he said, you could ask me any questions you want. I asked him about the space shuttle. He gave me, whoa, what, the ISS, what that was. And he explained how, um, that, that's not the purpose of the story, but we can get into it if you want. But he said, that um, I asked about the firmament. He said, as we go up, and I think about the distances that you were saying, he says it gets thicker and thicker and thicker, and then it becomes solid. And he goes, NASA has the capability to go up there and explore, but we're not allowed to. That's all he said. He didn't say who said we're not allowed to. We're not allowed to, even though they have the technology. Um, And he was frustrated, he said, at, at that where they weren't allowed to go up and explore this stuff and then um he said that he was in the process of moving out of the country and it got to a point where he, i was getting some pretty good information and bam he disappeared so you know the now the globies will go ah there was us and we were faking it I, it didn't come off like a globie it came off as uh, very interesting information
0: so uh wow that's a lot of stuff right there so um so that's I mean, if you think about the Tower of Babel, you know, in the Bible in Genesis, um, they're they're building a, a tower up to heaven. Right. So uh, and they weren't allowed, obviously, to go up either. It seems that for me, like what I believe is hell is in the earth and that heaven is above the firmament. It seems like God is not going to allow you to go to either one in this physical body. And it's just stopping us from, from from doing that. That's what I believe when the NASA scientist says that we're not allowed to go there. Why would God let some Freemason astronauts go all the way to the moon, but he's not going to let. Some, uh, you know, obviously uh, Babylonians travel up, you know, if it's just a globe, it doesn't matter if they go up, they're just going to lose oxygen. They were so adamant about going up there that um, when they would drop a brick, they'd be more mad than if they, if a person fell off of the, the tower they were building is, is, I guess, in the book of Jasher is what it says. So it's very interesting. The Tower of Babel compared that to what NASA's trying to do. Why would these guys that are scientists that don't believe in God, that are trying to prove them wrong, be able to go up to the moon but these guys in, in the Tower of Babel can't try to go up to heaven, you know? So I think it's interesting to, to connect those two stories together. It ain't going to happen. We're not allowed to go up there, I believe, until we are spirit uh, in, in a Christian perspective. I want to have Matt Long on the show for sure, man. It oh, seems like he's a good guy. <laughs>
2: about the, the, book, the book actually talks about um, uh, a certain <laughs> bloodline who is going to set their nest among the stars. Uh, and that, that bloodline symbolizes and oh got sorry got a phone call um okay oh it's all right it's from my stalker so it doesn't matter <laughs> um, <laughs> um yeah so it, it talks about um a particular bloodline and that bloodline um symbolizes themselves as the eagle so you can follow that eagle symbol around the earth you know so the roman eagle you know the um there was a babylonian eagle there was a, an egyptian eagle yeah, a German eagle, and now the American eagle. So it, hmm. um, it says in Obadiah, which, is, which only talks about um, the fate of one particular nation, right, um, at, the end, at the end of the end of days, uh, it says, go thy exalt thyself as the eagle and set thou nest among the stars. So there's only one nation has set their nest among the stars. And they, they symbolize themselves with the eagle. And the first words, supposedly from the moon, were
1: anyone know? The eagle, the eagle has, has landed.
2: landed. Eagle has landed. Eagle, that's, that wasn't Wait. an accident. That,
1: they you, know, you know that what? The first, the first words from the moon should have been holy F and S, look at the effing oh. <laughs> earth. <Okay? laughs> we're all going to die. Holy moly. <laughs> I don't believe that people can live outside away from our earth. I mean, wow. you know, the isolation being so far away, and and I remember in the '60s, um, I watching news reports um, about um, uh, test pilots going up, you know, uh, flying flying high, and and that they would lose. They like, like some of them said they could see through their eyes. They pass out. All all this weird stuff. I think that we need to be here connected to this electrical earth. It's like taking something away from the battery. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work from its power source. Huh you know we're all electrical beings this earth is electrical this entire place is electrical everything our hearts are electrical our hearts don't pump blood they electrify your blood so it can travel to where it needs to travel in your body
3: mm, interesting be a clever safety system
1: yeah,
0: um, yeah. so j- just recently one thing that i saw that that uh my wife cuz my wife is she doesn't she doesn't believe in in the flat earth but she was like what about
1: Uh-oh. When the, when Uh-oh. The- oh, back boy. it up, back Ooh. it up? Oh, Where is yeah, it? Bring her in. Bring her in. I know.
0: Come oh, on. No, I'm just kidding. It's, <laughs>
1: bring her out. Bring her out. It's,
0: here. it's crazy, but okay. So, anyways, oh. so she was telling me about when the moon eclipse, which just happened, and she's like, Look, look, see, that's the shadow of the earth. Um, is the moon eclipse something that is, is 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 can you guys explain the moon eclipse or is that something that we don't we don't know about yet?
2: Uh, oh no, there's there's uh there's something called a Selenalian which happens actually quite frequently. Uh, and that's where the, uh, the sun and the moon, you know, that's going for a lunar eclipse, you know, is above the, the horizon at the same time, which means that the earth cannot be um, for, causing, you know, put, uh, putting shadow, shadow. On, the earth, on, yeah. the, on the moon. And also the, the, the shadow comes from the wrong direction most of the time. So uh. it comes from above,
1: not below. So but, no, And the other, the other issue is, Get a, get a single, get a light, or I, you could probably even do it with the sun and get like a basketball and hold it near a wall and cast a shadow on it and then move the basketball away. That shadow just disappears. It doesn't get a finer and finer edge. It spreads out and you lose the edge, right? The shadow just disappears. Do it in a dark room with a single source light. Same thing. And then when you cast a shadow of a ball onto another ball, you don't get a curve. You get a straight line. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. What happened to Dave? We lost him. Oh, he'll be back. He's,
0: probably on his, he's probably on his phone real quick. Just
1: yeah. Uh, but okay. I'm,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm interested in what you're saying for sure. Yeah. Keep, keep going. You get a straight so line. Instead of- you okay. get a
1: straight line. And um, when, uh, when you, when you do it, oops, that's not what I wanted. Where am I going here? Um. When you, when you cast it onto, uh, when you use a flat straight edge, and I'm not saying this does it, onto a uh, ball, you get a curve. Mm. You get a curve. So I'm not saying that the earth is flat and it's just casting yeah. a straight edge. I'm saying the whole idea of a ball casting a shadow on another ball uh, doesn't work. Here it is. We've got a ball casting a shadow on another ball. And when we freeze it, it's a straight line. Mm. And then- the Opposite if we cast a ball onto a shadow of a plate and I'm not saying the moon is a plate, you get a curve line. Oh. Okay. You get a curve line right here. I
0: see. Right.
1: And then, and then when you compare that to the actual eclipse, what we're saying is it's not a ball casting a distant shadow on another ball. It's something very local. Some um, I, phenomena. Good, Dave. I
2: have to disagree a little bit with you. When you, when you sh- um, cast, a shadow uh, a curved shadow on a on a sphere you don't get a line you literally get an s shape
1: oh no that's when you when you move it when you when you move it through it it it'll cast it'll 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 morph from a parabola to a flat to another parabola okay so that's another problem either way it's not what we see it's not what we see at all
2: Mm. Uh, I think the the proof the proof of flat Earth is that um, there are so many phenomena in lots and lots and lots of different areas, right? And science has a um, an elaborate explanation for each one of them. Yeah, we have one explanation. Yeah, the Earth's flat. That's it. Okay, um, but you know the for every that's that's the uh, I think that's the um, video I was thinking yeah. of actually but yeah so we have we have one explanation for for every one of these phenomena that the earth is flat that's it um but uh, you know science science has to have right an elaborate explanation for every single one of these things yeah so occam's razor says that the earth's flat
1: and uh, and the, the ball is is fake hmm. doesn't occam's razor say so many people couldn't lie.
2: <laughs> they,
1: they, like, so many people couldn't lie. It'd be easier. It'd be easier to go than to fake it. No, no, Neil, Grath, Neil deGrasse Tyson said that. Yeah. yeah oh, is yeah. that Bill Nye?
2: <laughs> so, so Neil deGrasse
3: Tyson. So. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh my God. That faking it would cost so much
3: money and resources that it actually would be right. cheaper to to do it for real. Like, How <laughs> does that
0: logic even work? Uh, Okay, how many people do you think in NASA would have to know about the earth being flat? Like how many people do you think they would have to know to actually do one of these missions? You know, do, do, do you think that everybody that's in the control center are all just sold on it being a ball and they're just looking at screens that are not doing anything and, and then just the astronauts know? Or what do you, what do you guys think?
2: How, how many people um, in Chase Manhattan Bank have to know the, uh, you know, the direction of the bank, yeah? Mm-hmm. Only those people in the boardroom who would know. Yeah. Everyone else who works, you know, thousands and thousands of people who work for Jay's Manhattan Bank have no idea what the hell's going on. That's it. They're yeah. just doing their little little job, which con- um, contributes to the direction that that bank's going. And only those at the top know where that's going.
1: Justin like Harvey. Name. Justin Harvey's down uh, trying to film the launch that got canceled this morning, and. He sent me some pictures and videos. Um, Police have all the roads blocked off. Like, you can't get to where you want to get to to film the Artemis launch today. So I told him to ask the cops if um, they know that the Earth is flat or they they just useless plebes following orders.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah, so in the military, uh, allegedly Dave, just to jump off that, yeah, it's you're on a need to know basis, right? And you don't you don't even ask questions, you know, you just kind of just do what you do. So I believe mm. that you you'd be correct, and everybody at the top would know, and yeah, the people would just be following orders.
1: I, yeah. I got another interesting observation that I haven't mentioned is um anybody that everyone that I've heard that has worked in Antarctica, we have a couple of plumbers, you know, there are people that they have jobs and they look for people to work in Antarctica. When you apply for the Antarctic position you have to go through like a whole series of extensive interviews asking you what your personal beliefs are, what you're into, you know, they want to know everything about you. What other place does that? Right. What, what, where else do they, you know, do they do that? Except like, you know, something military, I I don't know, whatever. Military and alphabet. How is that
0: not discrimination? Right. Yeah. Even in the military though, they don't ask you what you believe. I mean, they don't, as far as that, you know, But that's some discrimination there, you know, if if you're asking people, like, what do you believe? They they they
1: want to make sure you're not a thinker, a truther, a thinker, right? Truthers are thinkers, conspiracy analysts. We're not conspiracy theorists. You guys are conspiracy theorists. You believe, you know, what the news tells you. Those are pure conspiracies. Yeah, a lot of it's all theory too that they're believing. You know, I,
2: I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go get a job in Antarctica. Then you know, if I have to ask answer the questions with is whatever you want me to believe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're like perfect. You're hired. So, all right. Well, we're we're coming up on like an hour and ten minutes.
1: Um, did, did you guys have seen that um, on the on the app on the friend finder? There's a uh, we have two guys in antarctica so if we if we go down to antarctica
3: are they still still there
1: well so so this guy is so this guy at this is at um i zoomed in and he's literally in casey station right there he is so he's right there and i was communicating with him back and forth and uh, i was like hey you know what's going on and and he's going back and forth i go I go, you know, tell me about Antarctica. And he's, what are you doing there? And he goes, oh, I just spoofed my location. He goes, I broke it and there's no way to spoof it. And I said, <laughs> okay, put yourself at the North Pole right now. And then he disappeared and he stopped communicating. Uh, but um, uh, mo- wow. mo- and more interesting is this guy, which is right on the edge. Where is he? Where is he? Is he gone? Oh no. Hold on. I am showing, right? Okay. Yeah. He, was, he was there he was right along the edge. Oh, he's gone. Oh, oh right no, that's there. Casey. No, that's Casey oh. station. Oh, okay, I'm okay. just, I'm just, uh, I'm on the, the Pac-Man map. Oh, here he is right, right here. He, he, <laughs> so it's like, and this is, this is, I can't get in there. It's it, that it won't, it won't let me get any farther than that to see what's there, but there's oh. somebody there. So this is the same thing that happened with, um, with, uh you remember the um writ. What's the Fitbits? Fit, the Fitbit, Fitbit thing that yeah. happened? So Fitbit tracks where you are. And somebody <clears throat> went to Fitbit's uh, website and was looking at the tracks and found all of these weird tracks in Antarctica. People running in circles, people going in here and then disappearing and then coming out over here. And yeah. so they're, they're, all of a sudden, then, that was shut down immediately. So we've yeah. got two people in Antarctica that aren't talking. Uh, the guy out there, the first one, I forget what his name was. Uh, he had a random name. The other guys was "It's cold here." That's what <laughs> that was his. That was his username.
2: Wow.
3: The Fitbit That's- thing was brilliant, by the way, because they they had yeah. forgotten again new technology, which was a lot of military guys wear Fitbits. It's like, yeah, why not? You know, performance. Check that out. And it wasn't just in Antarctica. There were military bases that supposedly didn't exist you know in the united states you know territory where they were showing you know these guys doing squares and it's like he's zooming in. there's nothing there <laughs> but right these guys, apparently there's people walking around doing patrols it's like yeah that, that'll show you
0: <laughs> so all right so um we're coming up on an hour and 10 minutes i know i'm taking you know dave uh, we only had an hour with you and everything so um is there anything you guys want to like any last words you guys want to leave for the audience that were they're just like that 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 you know that you like you guys would like to say
1: I, go I to flat like... fast go ahead dave <laughs> there you go i just like to
2: say thank thank dave for allowing us to be on the show with him for, for an hour. <laughs> stop thank that you. stop <laughs> that
1: i am honored to be here with you too you're such a douchebag all right you are neil degrasse tyson of the flutter <laughs> <laughs>
0: Any, any last words for the audience, you know, before you guys go, this is, I don't, I don't know. Hopefully uh, at some point you guys will be back on a, on a podcast together. I think, Josh, a- where are you located? I'm
1: located in Southern California. In Rialto. Oh, you got up early. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Are you coming to Flattoberfest in South Carolina, October 20th, give or take? Uh, I don't know, it'd be a great thing for my show uh, to meet all it these would be wonderful amazing. people. I'll I'll, I'll line send, you up it with it, me, I'll please. introduce you to everybody flattoberfest.com, flattoberfest.com, or flat earth same place. Um, and yeah, it's Karen, also in the Karen app. Was,
2: Karen going to try and get me over there for, for it, but uh, I think the restrictions
1: of uh, have come yeah, out. For, Dave, for, just just get, air get air the thing, just do it, Dave. Yeah, yeah, do, okay. it. <laughs> do it for <laughs> flattoberfest. <laughs> hey, so. All
0: right. So is there anything like West Coast uh, that, that, that are lined up for? This over? is the only
1: that. thing that's happening. This is the one not to miss. Dave's going to fly over from Europe. All right. <laughs> all right. You have to come from California. Flattoberfest.com. It's going to be amazing. October 2021 20, and 22. Um, going to be a blast. And it's just getting together with like-minded, awake, aware people. There's nothing better. Yeah. Right. Than walking. You know, we're, we go out in the world right now we're surrounded by NPCs and, and, uh, and I don't know what you want to call them. It's just, there's yeah. so many um, low vibrating people up there, you know, right. not, and they're not willfully ignorant. They're just ignorant, right? Yeah. There's uh, everyone, every one of those blue dots on there, everyone that shows up at Plateau Festival, everyone is your best friend. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah there's some beautiful, Dave, people you know, in you know, the conferences that you've been to nothing's better than being around those type of people.
2: I, I've got to say it was uh, the most amazing conference I've, I've been to was the one I, that I met you at, um, At the was it Denver? Um, that was fun. All the all the people that I've been communicating with and, and bouncing off and, and that, I mean, it's been, it was amazing to actually
1: meet them. And bring your wife. We'll convert her right there for you. No problem.
0: <laughs> Seriously, I'll just flat smack her right there. Bring your all wife. Right. <laughs> no, no, we'll, we'll,
1: we'll flat caress her, okay? And then, you know, then the next day we might flat smack her and the third day we'll flat choke her. all right right, Josh Josh, real
3: quick there is a meetup by the way uh in Southern California September 24th
0: thank you so much if you you could email me that is that okay I will
3: I will shoot (laughs) you the link to it as soon as we're done
0: thank you so much um and everybody that's 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 listening right now guys um okay everybody needs to listen to this these guys came on here for free okay they're not charging anybody any money to, to to be able to speak and they've done countless and countless hours of research. So whatever they have, please support them. You know, uh, Dave, I know he has the app. If you guys want to go to that, um, I know his,
1: his
0: YouTube page um, is, can you guys shout out anything that they could maybe support you on uh, in, in any way, just to, you know, p- push this thing along.
2: I, I'm, just really. he, I'm just shocked. I'm just shocked that Dave's not charging you for
1: this. You know? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I am. I told him not to say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to keep quiet. No, I'm
3: just kidding. Uh, 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 for 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 me you just type in flat earth mark and uh into google you'll you'll find me and i actually put my physical address on there so if anyone wants to mail me anything i don't care what it is i get the weirdest for whatever reason people don't like my head because i get a whole bunch of hats (laughs) so uh send me send me whatever you want to my address and uh i i'm more than more than appreciative of it
1: awesome and,
2: uh, and I was going to call myself Flat Earth Dave, but somebody apparently beat me to it. You
1: know? <laughs> I was going to be allegedly Dave, but I'm like, oh, there's already a guy doing that. <laughs> um, the, the, one, the one of the most fun things on the app, I'm upgrading the messaging service. It's going to be like iMessage um, and on steroids. But every, it, it, people are using it as a dating app now. Right. Because honestly, being with a Glober is going to be difficult as time goes on. You need to work on her. Yes. But but again, anybody that has a brain and is willing to listen occasionally will eventually come over. So don't don't fret. You'll you'll she'll get there. She'll get there.
2: <laughs> um, I, I, but- don't wanna use, I don't want to use the dating um, you know, part of your app because uh, I'll probably end up with Mark.
1: well here's the thing whether of male female doesn't matter best because all your best friends are on here every one of these people has the potential to be um a really good close friend that you'd like speaking with because we're all awake and aware all of these dots are awake and aware yeah
2: Yeah. Oh, i just gotta say one more thing because uh you know because i've got mark on here what um when i was i was doing the flat the uh the the globe light tour across europe right okay so we had a we had a bus, um a, a motor home, and uh, we had sort of <coughs> pictures of all the uh, flat earthers, the famous flat earthers over. Um yeah. and we had only we had, had one more s- one spot way. to put Mark Sargent's picture, right, And it was over the the, the toilet window.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so from the outside it was you just saw Mark Sargent, but for inside. Like, I couldn't go to Lou loo because it looked like Mark was watching me. <laughs>
1: oh, because the, the screen was over the window. The, the, the print was over so the window. Mark,
3: no one had told me that. That's awesome. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's it.
0: All right. So, all right guys. So everybody that's listening, if you could, you know, uh, if you want to support uh, Dave's channel, it's going to be DMurphy25. D Murphy 25. Dave Weiss has a uh, deep inside the rabbit hole. It's going to be Fla- D I. F- no, no,
1: no, no. Flat earth, All my links okay. are there. Flat earth, Easy.
0: Yes. And then Mark Sargent, uh, he he, he talked about his. So please, guys, go support them. I just want to tell you guys, everybody that's listening, uh, you can spend countless, numerous amounts of hours studying the creation, the flat earth, the geocentric, beautiful plane. But um, how many hours are you guys uh, putting in to actually get to know the creator? I would just suggest from a Christian standpoint, please, guys, get to know God, love him with all your mind body and soul uh read the bible please guys it's going to open up your mind and it also lines up with the flat earth perfectly so if you're into the flat earth and you're kind of on the edge pick up the bible god is just waiting for you he's there and 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 if you knock the door shall be open okay guys so i really appreciate everybody listening uh like every single podcast i'm going to end this in prayer so uh father god in the name of jesus thank you so much for bringing these three wonderful gentlemen together on this podcast um and we are trying to give all glory to you uh this this is your creation and you are the creator and we love you we appreciate everything you do for us from the the bread we eat to the water we drink anything that we have it's all glory to you father i really appreciate you um and and help these gentlemen put a legion of angels around them help them when uh, when they fly to south carolina or wh- whatever they do keep them healthy strong and uh, keep their podcast going. Uh, don't let anybody, you know, try to cancel them or anything because they are trying to speak the truth. And Lord, I know that absolute truth comes from You. So, Father God, thank You so much. I really appreciate You and everything You do for us. In Jesus' name, Amen. All right, thank you guys so much for coming on. This is like one of one of the one of the top shows. I think that 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 we're going to end up doing on here. And we appreciate you guys' time, your effort, and in in, in um, exposing the truth. God bless you guys. Thank you.